everybody. I'm Grant. And I'm Eric, and you're listening to the Quacking Ducks Podcast, where each week we take turns picking a media that we love, we make the other person consume that media, and then we talk about it for about an hour-ish. Grant, what did we talk about today? This time on the Quacking Ducks, we talk Finding Drago. It's a podcast. So, Grant has now been introduced to the wonderful world of Todd Noy. He's he's smelled the beaches of Chala. He's uh, dreamt of vagrants, <laughs> counted vagrants as he fell asleep. Because uh, we are talking about uh, Finding Drago, the podcast, this week. Uh, it is a podcast presented by Alexi Taliopoulos and Cameron James. Uh, I believe it's a- ABC produced it. Uh, so to start, I'll give like kind of a summation of like what it what what the the thing is, so people can kind of see if it's a thing they're interested in. If that doesn't convince you. Uh, Grant will give his kind of spoilery free review because he's the one that's new to this. Obviously, I liked it because I'm the one that picked this topic for the week. So you don't need me to say that again. Um, But yeah, so this is a podcast that it's hosted by two Australian comedians. And the premise is while investigating a previous uh, investigating or, or doing research, it's not really investigating, doing research for a previous podcast they used to host about movies, uh, one of them discovered on Wikipedia the uh, a sentence related to Rocky IV that was just uh, saying that the book uh, Drago on Mountains We Stand explores Drago's life after the film of Rocky IV. And that the host, uh, that was Alexi, became like obsessed with learning more about this book. This was uh, before uh, Creed Two came out. By yes, the way. this yeah. is this is a, uh, I believe Creed Two, like the trailer had been had come out when this, uh, when the podcast was airing because they have some jokes about like we'll see if this shit still canon. Uh, and it's like it's obviously not canon. Uh, this book was. Fan fiction, but it was it was printed. It was uh, seemingly it was at least printed to like a book form. Uh, but they they're investigating this book. Uh, part of what makes it so interesting is like as they start learning about the book, there's these Goodreads reviews for the book that are are just in like insane because it's talking about like. Oh uh, yes, I I first read uh uh Drago on Mountains We Stand when uh this vagrant was passing me by passing by while I was taking a nap on the beaches of Peru and this homeless man gave me this book and told me it would change my life and it did. Like it's all crazy shit like that. Um 
So they start doing research to try and find out, like, the origins of this book, essentially. Uh, so it's, it's very, it, the podcast itself is, like, what if Serial was, like, more weird and less, and not crime, but just, like, bizarre internet memes and fanfiction? Uh, yeah. That, I think that, does that do a good... Spoiler-free yeah. summation. I think so. I think okay, so. Okay, yeah. There's, there's like, there's, because it's a comedy thing. Like, the more details I give, at a certain point, I'm just spoiling jokes or I'm spoiling right. funny moments. Uh so yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but I recommend mm. it. Grant, how do you feel about it? So, uh, going into this, I, I didn't know a whole lot about it. Uh, I probably knew less than even what you just said. You're just like, watch it, or listen to it, or whatever. And yeah, it's a podcast, I, if I haven't said that. Um, and uh, you had mentioned, like, I think a little bit about, like, just it's about Ivan Drago or something. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So I went and started listening, and I remember sending you a message, like, when I was, like, partway through the first episode, and I was like, they're referencing a book. Do I need to get the book and read it? Um, and you're like, well, like, I don't, good luck. If yeah, can, I was like, like, you will not get the book, so uh, no. Because apparently it's a very rare book. Apparently I needed to pass by a vagrant in South America. Yeah, but, um, it, it, it is only through vagrant uh, uh, distribution that yeah, this book can yeah. be acquired. Um, but yeah, so this book is apparently out there, though, and it's apparently, it's 87 pages, um, <laughs> with, uh, six, 60 chapters, 62 chapters, yeah, something like that, uh, which sounded like a lot of fun, um, so, yeah, they start talking about this thing, and it just obviously sounds like a funny, hilarious thing. It was, I was unsure to what degree, like, I've read also some, I've heard, I've listened to some uh, other podcasts that are, that take the format of Serial, but are, are pure fiction, mm -hmm. you know, so, like, they, yeah, yeah. they themselves are pretending like a thing is happening, and the thing that ha happens is, like, a fun, turns into, like, a fun like sci-fi thing or whatever. So I, mm -hmm. I was unsure at first uh, if this was pure fiction or, <laughs> you know, what level of like realness this was. Yeah. Um, but it kind of that kind of made it even better. I feel I felt very connected to the um, not the Tali Ali Ali Lapulus, but the uh, Kevin James. I don't know. Cameron James. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the other guy because uh, he kind of he's kind of roped into doing this podcast is what it sounds like and like his you know the a main guy Alexi will be talking and he'll just be like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> like what uh, so it's it's been a fun listen uh, I definitely uh, without any spoilers I definitely by the end of it was like, okay, this is obviously something that Eric would pick, and this is yeah. obviously <laughs> obviously uh, amazing as well. Uh, but it's just a very 
it, it's a very fun, very interesting kind of crazy. Um, it's kind of like it's an interesting, you know, it's like a story about going down an internet rabbit hole. Yeah, but it does have that unique aspect of being very, very similar to serial. Not only, you know, in that it. Uh, kind of the way that they approach it and kind of like mock take it seriously or whatever for a little bit but like they also I guess were releasing this weekly and they would be able they would like would talk to people that you know uh, you know wrote those reviews on Goodreads or whatever mm-hmm. or like they would like fi- you know it would be like an ongoing developing thing where someone involved with the story would hear the podcast and then interact with them later Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. So, like, it's kind of like a uh, fortuitous for them that that, like, you know, it actually interacted in the same way that you know Serial did. Yeah, with, and with, there's uh, a, an interesting format thing that I forgot about this until I was re-listening to it, where they they do a lot of like post production to to make it a compelling beginning to end, but they had things where it's like, oh, we did this interview with a person. But now we're going to do an we're going to talk to this expert about interviewing these kinds of people and we're going to intersplice yeah. those. So we're getting like the pseudo live reactions of the expert to the interview that was done slightly farther in the past. Right. And it was like really interesting yeah. how we, we were not consuming the information they gained in the order that they gained their information. Right, right. Which is again similar to serial where it's like you know, the in serial they would bring up like, okay, so something I haven't been telling people about is we've been talking to this person. Well, this person's mm-hmm. finally, you know, uh, like said something that has opened up a new path to go down to, you know, like talk about this thing or whatever, and, and that's kind of like, you know, replicated here. Uh, um, but yeah, I guess in general, um, it's it's great. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, it's a very a short. It's a very One short point for uh, Eric. <laughs> it's a very consumable uh podcast. It's uh seven episodes. Um yeah. with one bonus episode, I think, right? That's just about yeah. the soundtrack. Yeah. Um I Which didn't listen I, to I, that listen, one. I listened to that a while ago. I have not I didn't re-listen to that one when I mm-hmm. re-listened for our, our oh, show. There's, there's like seven half hour episodes and then that bonus episode is like two hours, so mm-hmm. yeah. It, it, it's not required reading for the story. It's it, um, but it is also interesting because the but, soundtrack um, for this podcast yeah. is great. It's true, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was I, I definitely the post production was impressive. Like that actually feels like a real, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's a joke that really wouldn't have fully worked or felt good. I think of less funding, like it wouldn't have mm-hmm. been able to pull it off the the true tr- like the true um you know thing that they're making fun of like it it would wouldn't be a, a proper satire of serial mm-hmm. it if like multiple different things didn't happen if it was less intense you know uh on the just their budgets you know yeah their ability to to post, produce and stuff like that, but also if just like things in the world hadn't happened to 
unfold the way you know right yeah you get very lucky almost yeah yeah totally so like it was a it was a fun like thing to compare and to see what things were for luck what things were you know it's it's kind of one of those i don't know I, i feel like at the end of the day one of the things i was actually thinking about uh with this thing i was like man like this is a really good like case to like funding the arts because like Hmm. you could definitely fund this same type of project you know 50 times and it might not turn out as well because of the luck thing Mm -hmm. but this one time that it does it's it's amazing and and it's like really awesome so uh it's worth it to you know like i was like actually thinking about how it's kind of you know a funny like thing of like oh that's like i feel more positive towards the uh, the uh, Australian uh, <laughs> broadcasting company or whatever that that you know funded this or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you feel better about your tax dollars going to the Australian BBC. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I'm curious how you'll feel about this comparison because I found this relatively soon after finishing the first season of American Vandal. So, like, yeah. to me, they are very, very yeah. comparable in, like, tone, oh, totally. uh, execution, polish, and it's, like, it's American Vandal, but it's a podcast, and this one's actually real. Right, that's know? the thing, it's, like, the, 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 like, the American Vandal, and that's what I was saying earlier about, like, I didn't know what level of fiction this yeah. was. You know, I didn't know what was, you know, the fake stuff and what was not. Like, American Vandal is a very good satire that's pure fiction, and yeah. this is kind of like a, a more middle ground thing where it's like, there's real stuff. It's a real stuff about a fictional... Yeah, exactly. Thing, you know, it's... about this fan fiction that was made. Like, Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, but yeah, I, I super enjoyed it, and I super... I It was very, very much... Uh, clear uh that it would be a thing that would uh <laughs> that would be coming from as a suggestion from you yeah this uh, was it like felt, it felt very similar to uh some other things that have happened in our in our friend group <laughs> uh specifically uh, specifically uh, something around the holiday with uh related to saw but uh <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about but uh yeah uh that, that might be a good segue to go into spoilers yeah yeah let's go into spoilers. So okay. I, I we highly recommend that you you know if you all haven't listened to it i would say stop this and just go and listen mm-hmm. to it. we're gonna do this a lot with our with our topics you know we're, we'll give kind of an upfront talk about it hopefully you'll be interested in it and then we suggest that you go ahead and consume whatever media that is so that uh yeah because we're not gonna of, do it justice by just right. telling you what it's about right uh so yeah so, yes. <laughs> uh now that we're in spoiler land, yeah, I I had I was like I knew once we started mo- like we kind of settled on what format for what kind of media we wanted to talk about on this podcast. I, this was like top of my list. Um huh. cuz yeah, like Grant's referencing the the kind of reveal is that the book Drago on Mountains We Sand was the first piece of what eventually became a whole metafiction about the author of the book, Todd Noy, 
And then, so then the mystery becomes like, well, who the fuck is Todd Noy? Yeah. And that's, that's where, like, the shit really kicks off, because you have these people like, oh, yeah, like, there's Todd Noy, he went missing, like, a decade ago, but he survived by his son's, uh, I forget, uh, Marlon and Quince Noy. Yeah. yeah, and and eventually we find out like all of this started as just like, just like a fun gag gift um and inside joke amongst friends. Like the the premise, the the inspiration of writing this book for the actual author was he he had some conversations about Rocky and decided to write this piece of fan fiction and then actually publish it. Or, or print it and mail it to friends that he thought would get a kick out of it. And then it just, like, snowballed from there. Well, what's crazy, too, is, like, they also talk about how, like, his original plan was, and this is actually, like, a possible real thing, is that he was originally planning to write this Rocky Four fan fiction and then try to <laughs> convince Mike Tyson to say that he wrote it. Oh yeah, he was trying uh, to like, frame uh, like Mike Tyson as using Todd Noy as, as a the ghostwriter or whatever yeah. for Todd Noy. Yeah, um, <laughs> that didn't work out. But this other random occurrence, you know, someone stumbling up across it and investigating it did happen. Yeah, uh, and, and that's I think what makes this podcast so special is in the end and, and like. Um, David, the actual author, talks about this of like this podcast always found the perfect balance of like uh and thoroughly enjoying the thing, making fun of it a little bit, you know, but also treating it it was treating it with respect at the same time, so that like that's part of what made David comfortable with like playing yeah. the game with them because it was that they were never just like dumping on it it was just like right. oh this is a fucking weird thing to exist both, the writing's both, pretty good from what we hear right on well, both both the like the you know the the impetus to kind of originally write it it sounds like was just like this kind of like love and enjoyment of, of Rocky Four, yeah. uh, and kind of this, like, idea about, you know, this kind of stupid, silly idea about, uh, you know, Ivan Draco and stuff, but it, you know, uh, that same kind of love and interest in the character in the world of Rocky Four is what also drove, uh, you know, Alexi and, and, and Cameron to to, to like you said, play along with this mm-hmm. thing, kind of like, kind of like a weird hoping it's real kind of, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, enjoyment of, of kind of searching and, and just being excited and part of this community. Like it is a, a fan fiction after all. So like, it is something that is replicated a lot, but this is just a weirder, you know, meeting of, of the community, but it essentially is a, you know, a thing of like, Oh yeah. Like I'm pumped that I get to, you know, pretend that this fan fiction is real, and I like the stuff that it's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, following and it splits off onto its own, having its own, you know, its own world and its own realism, this whole Todd Noy character and the other books he wrote, and, like, you know, just kind of, like, the the enjoyable aspects of of 
buying into something, not necessarily for its reality, but for, you know, its imagination and, and you know, mm-hmm. just the enjoyment of kind of like playing along with it and stuff. Yeah. Um, and, it, and seeing find, where that can take you. Yeah. I find the metafiction of Todd Noy so interesting because it's like, it's not like it is, it is a hundred percent fiction, that character. Mm-hmm. But it, ne- it it's like fiction in these directions that you don't usually associate with like fan fiction and or even like internet culture or anything because it's it's a lot more like what if, like what if I wanted to both make a meme and also do J- Jack Kerouac at the same time you know mm-hmm. it's it's all this like like you know uh globe cr- globe trotting realism in in all the metafiction and mm-hmm. and like it has like uh legal disputes and like feuds and it's like these all these interpersonal things and right and it's like a, visiting like a... other places and stuff it's very um you know it's very fear and loathing in las vegas it's not like Harry Potter, or you know, right? I, right. That it's was the part I found interesting. Going back and listening to it again, it's kind of like they have like an initial, like fun thing that they got out of it by writing the Finding Drago thing. Mm-hmm. Then that turned into, uh, like that fan fiction kind of love for this character in this world turned into a whole other like role playing game of being this author, you know, mm-hmm. who who writes about it, you know, kind of thing. Like it Yeah. It's kind of exquisite corpsey too, because I think mm-hmm. Robert Swift is the person who actually started kind of the mythology around Todd Noy. Like it starts with that Goodreads right. review, right. which prior to that it was like David made the author's name and he added another a, a list of book titles essentially that were just like funny sounding book titles, you know, with the Alabaster Wars and Okadike and everything. Uh-huh. But I don't I think he makes it sound like he didn't have any information about those things at the time. And it mm. was it was uh the the Goodreads article from Swift that that kind of kickstarts like, "No, Todd Noy's a a real person that you should take seriously." It's like, "Okay, well shit, if Todd Noy's a real person, like what is his life like right. or what was his life like and what are his kids like and all this shit?" Well, you know? and, and also like like you said, like it became like a live on the podcast thing of of the Exquisite Corpse thing cuz we find out later that like some of the stuff like they they end up calling you know uh David and you know interviewing him about stuff and then he's making up stuff kind of yeah, on, on, on the fly on the spot on the spot responding to their questions or whatever and like makes up a whole different book that later because they got interested and asked about it he like wrote the 60 yeah. page book and sent it to them like you know, it, it becomes. Yeah, this, he, he offhandedly know. says that Swarmer was written about the writing of the Alabaster Wars, and he's like, "Well, shit! Now that I said that, that's canon. <laughs> like, that's canon." Yeah, so yeah. I <laughs> Which I yeah, that uh, it's so fucking funny. I love this thing so much because it's there's so many facets to the to the Finding Drug of the podcast as a whole. Because you have the comedians just doing like 
doing improv comedy in reaction to this stuff. Mm-hmm. You have actual experts trying to like teach them something while they're doing this oh, nonsense. That's true. Okay, so the the wonderful like okay the 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 most like amazing coincidence that was like that I loved uh, was <laughs> that just out of happenstance or whatever they like the 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 background for for Todd Noy uh that was originally written up was that he was this sports writer from Perth, Australia. Yeah. So obviously these these Australia you know, for everybody else it's like uh some dude from Australia. But for these two Australians, it's like, oh, well we probably know someone who knows him. Yeah. <laughs> like we're working or, for the ABC. Yeah. And like so they like contact this like other Perth sports writer that they that they like work in the same building as from the 90s, and I'm like, hey, do you know Todd Noy? And she's like, <laughs> like no. No, I don't know that. And I, he's like, I would yeah. if you... They're like, yeah, he was, a, he was a sports writer in the 90s in Perth, and she's like, that's odd. I mean, I would definitely know him if he, <laughs> you know, like, was real, because there was, like, four of us, and, like, yeah. you know, like, like, you know, they kind of follow down this thing, and it's like, oh, my God, like, what a perfect, like, yeah. coincidence. Or he, they they like, have oh. a, a, a similar thing with the uh, the fan fiction, like, educational expert. Because uh-huh. also Todd Noyes says that he has an honorary degree, on an honorary degree from the University of New Delhi. And uh, their fan fiction expert is from is India from and is, is a, you know, is a professor in India. And is like, yeah, they're, that At university, Delhi that's university, not the name right, of the yeah. university, first of all. And also, and they're yeah. like, yeah, but you're also a fan fiction expert, and you said you like you're a fan of the Rocky movies. It's <laughs> like, are you Todd? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, those things are yeah. crazy, and it makes it like I feel like this is a thing you could point to is and be like, see, there's no such thing as coincidences. Like this fiction, this work exists. Only because of so many coincidences that make uh-huh. it like work and be great. Uh, I want I want to talk yeah. about a thing though that's a f- one of my favorite moments that is like it's almost like the mid season finale and how great it is and it kind of happens prior <laughs> to the meta fiction stuff kicking up and that's when uh, Alexi decides to wear a wire <laughs> when he's going to the library. <laughs> 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 that's yeah. so. So I heard about this podcast from the Weekly Planet pod. Um, of course. Because I think they, they are also Australian comedian podcasters. I think they know these guys a bit. Uh-huh. So they recommend, one, uh, one of them was recommending it, and that was the part he was talking about that, like, sold me on it. But yeah, there's the part where Alexi's like, I'm going undercover. I'm going to wear wire. And Cameron's just like, why? And then he gets in trouble. Like a little kid, right? He does. He wears the wire, and then they're about to like, like they act like they're about to play, it, and then they're like, their actual producer for the Australian broadcasting company is like, so um, you can't play that. We didn't we get play- permission Why from that you woman. Do this? So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, get me the head of the ABC. I want to fight this. And it's like, well, I could get you this person. That cuts to them talking, be like. Yeah, like you could have done this if you asked permission, but you didn't. So, yeah. um, <laughs> I just love he's like, 
Am I in trouble? <laughs> uh, it's so good. That's the, that's the thing. They're like, all right, you need to talk to an HR person. Yeah. And then, I think Cameron was just like, you should wear a wire when you talk to the HR yeah. person. <laughs> so uh, they do. Uh, I love there's little bits like that that make this feel like that there's so many things that make this feel fake and it's not. I love another thing I love is when he does go to the library for real this time, uh she picks up on that his name is Greek and then that just starts talking in Greek to him like about something <laughs> and, and then it, it it transitions back and Cameron's like Wait, what was that? It's like that's just that's just the life, man. That's my life. Yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> uh, and it's like this like sweet old lady. <laughs> I love it definitely, yeah. Yeah, that part's great. Uh another one when they just start going through the top, the phone book and calling random noise. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts because yeah. I it felt very like in Australian to just like <laughs> to just call somebody up and like it's funny because they both both of the times like they kind of start it starts off sounding like someone just like you know is in the middle of something or whatever mm-hmm. but then they like get into this whole thing about who is Todd Noy yeah and like and the <laughs> and the people are like genuinely like nah, I don't I don't know any I don't I, yeah. I'll ask I'll ask him. Hey, Martin, where's Noi from? <laughs> like, what, you know? And, like, they just go in this, like, ridiculous trek down it. Uh, yeah, the, the lady who's like, no, nah, just my my husband's the only one left in his family. He's 90, so that's not gonna <laughs> last very long. <laughs> oh, uh, man. There's so many good things this, about this it, show. That's very good. Uh, yeah. I definitely, I was trying to figure out, like, the stuff that I could learn from it, but like, definitely this was a lot of just extremely lucky happenstance associated with it that makes it truly, like, that elevates it a lot, you know? Yeah, I think, um, I think the awesome. post-production stuff is the most, like, formalist yeah. thing, where it's like, I I think about it, it's like, it's such an interesting storytelling structure to have this kind of, like, nested story structure. Like the, I, I think the best example is like, uh, like Alexi brings in his like former teacher who has done like tons of fantastic investigative journalism about like people conducting these public frauds of like you know the all I I don't like it wasn't this one but it's like the the a million fibers thing do you remember the south park episode that spoofed one mm. where uh yeah. Towley writes writes a fake yeah, memoir yeah. so she's done like yeah. a like a ton of these and they're like has done like fantastic work and she's they like they'll play part of alexi doing an interview with um david and then they'll cut to like her reacting to alexi's performance in that interview and like how the interview's going and stuff and like that was such a good way, uh, an interesting way of doing that thing. Because I think it would mm-hmm. be really hard to like listen to the whole interview and be like, I think I think you would have the same thing where you're like, you know, I I wonder like would I be kind of charmed into believing this whole thing too, the way they mm-hmm. were, 
if it wasn't for the fact that like they're stopping and having an expert be like, well, actually, listen to the way he's saying it, and the, like this kind of sounds like bullshit if you if you actually pay attention. Um, mm-hmm. So that that was the big like, ooh, like that's really cool. Like, I if I want to write like short fiction, like that's a me- mechanism I could kind of like play with, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, that um, I love. They they do a lot of stuff with uh, sound effects too, you know. I mm-hmm. love how anytime they're anytime they're like talking about googling something, it plays like these sound effects that make it sound like uh, you're watching like a hacker movie or like an NCIS episode, and it's like like the clickety clickety and then like all these digital sounds of like shit happening. I thought that was a fun way of like riffing the fact that, like you said, they're, they're like, they are doing research and investigative journalism, but they're just fucking using Google and Wikipedia and they're very, very proud of it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It is kind of tough with that, this kind of thing. Cause it like, I think the document, the documentary for like it's difficult to reverse engineer that skill sure because sure. it's it's so dependent on or 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 we are supposed to believe that what they're presenting is true so therefore like oh well how can you tell the truth better than one like another person the truth is the truth mm-hmm. it's objective like how how can i say 2 plus 2 equals 4 better than another person it's like well that that's not what's really happening. Like obviously, there is a talent in doing documentary work and like mm-hmm. the way it's edited and stuff. So it is it is interesting thinking about like try and break that down because it's so far removed from I think our backgrounds. You yeah, know? I, I think the the biggest like point of connection for me, like I said, was just like this uh, this original you know, creation of Todd Noy and, and setup or whatever was just a, a guy who wanted to do it and kind of mess with, like, with some of his friends. And it's, <laughs> it's very much uh, stuff that our friend group has done. And, yes. Uh, yeah, is, so, so, so I'll may add the context that was required for Grant's previous statement. Because uh, I... I and I did listen to this before this, so it definitely was like one of a few inspirations. But I made a a, a very bizarre ARG for Grant for his Secret Santa gift last year, um, <laughs> in which, uh, let's see, so it was all in Excel spreadsheets, so it, it looked like trash. But I I think that added a very intentional level of charm oh, yeah. and weirdness to it and surrealness. Uh, but he would have to listen to an audio clip that I made by uh, having text-to-speech play off my laptop, and I would record the te- the audio with my cell phone with a fan going on in the background, the combination of which made it sound like it was the voice of Jigsaw from the Saab films. And Grant would have to listen to a riddle and then input the riddle into a Google Doc form. If the, he gave the right answer, to give him a hyperlink to where one of the Steam keys for his video games was, and he had to do solve. I think th- like it was like three of the six riddles to get all the keys. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. like you like 
you like made a Google account for uh, oh yeah I did do that. for the saw killer and yeah. like uh, yeah, if you, I, I'll you know what fuck it I'll say it. if you email the real John Kramer at Gmail right now you'll get yeah. the email account I used to fucking make that <laughs> ARG. Uh. Um, so that was pretty great. Uh, yeah. And there's similar stuff like that. I I I won't divulge it yet, but there's similar stuff like that happening on uh, like we have a Minecraft server with a bunch of our friends making stuff. Uh, and at first it was like us just kind of making our own little like houses or whatever. But some interesting things are starting to happen. So with- I have been able to follow this i've actually been very behind so no, yes. so feel free to give me no, a no. Uh, do you want to give us and our listeners like a like a little summation of what you've been experiencing um this is genuinely sure, new to me i'm not probably, like dicking around i don't know what you're know. talking about so this I'll, I'll, this will probably be solved in our friend group by the time anybody listens to this so, perfect uh I'll, I'll so i was you know, I created my Minecraft house, and I've been jumping in, like, you know, every other day or whatever, and just doing something else to, you know, adjust it, make it a little bit better or whatever. So one of the things that I decided to do was, uh... Oh, so you're already in... revealing you are the mastermind of this. No, 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 no. Oh, not. okay. Okay. I, this is how I stumbled across it. Gotcha. So I, I, I decided to... to lay in some some lighting around my house uh, via redstone lamp. So basically attach it to a, a, a nighttime sensor. So basically when it turns dark, a bunch of lighting around my house, like security lighting, turns on so oh, the cool. bombs will spawn around me. Um, so I set this, like, I've been setting up this lighting for like uh, a couple days and just like adding, a, you know, moving it further and further around my house. And then... I happened, I was like, okay, like, I'll move, oh, yeah, I forgot this side. So I went over to the, this side, and I was, like, putting in, like, the last of this lighting. And to put in the lighting, you know, so that it's, you know, not disturbed or whatever, I have to dig a trench underground and, you know, run this redstone, basically, like, you know, a wire, if you haven't played <laughs> Minecraft. Like, I have to run this wire to the lighting for it to be able to turn on. Uh, so... I go over to the one side of my house and I uh, I hit the torch and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to have a torch anymore. I'm going to have this, you know, specifically activated at nighttime uh, lighting. And I was like, oh, and instead of putting it on the ground, I kind of want to put it like embedded in this like dirt wall. So I click on the wall to, to knock it out and I knock it out and there's something behind it. And... I was like, that's interesting. So I go into this little area, and there's a lever on the wall attached to a piston. I was like, what the hell? Like, I did not make this. This is not part of... I had had some other redstone, like, you know, uh, piston contraptions to, like, open up a, a stairwell in my basement or something, whatever. Just, like, a, a secret, you know, quote-unquote secret exit that, you know, just... But it was, like, I showed everybody. Like, it was just, like, mm-hmm. a fun thing. Uh, so I click on this uh, this lever, and it opens up a portion of my basement wall that's just looking into my like living room in my basement. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's 
So I, I close and I look left and there's this pathway down these stairs. Like, okay. Nobody else is on the server at this point. Mm-hmm. So I walk down these stairs and it turns into this all white hallway. And I was like, okay. this is kind of creepy. Us? Is this the. You're just describing the movie Us currently. Yes, I know. <laughs> so I, I fucking walk down this hallway and I'm like, what the shit is going on? And like I keep I keep going down and it like opens and it's further down and I keep going down and then I kind of come across another like stairwell that's going off to another location so it's like I check that I go up to to check that another lever I click open another wall and it's looking into the bedroom of another one of the fucking <laughs> things that I built uh, my underwater like lab that's like where it goes up against the the natural rock wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another little peephole into my into one of my areas. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so I keep tra- tracing it back, which is like again, also we've also been mining like all over this place, like and nobody's yeah, this run is, into this. It's like a huge town at this point. So. Yeah. So like, but I guess we've just been mining too deep and and below it. But basically, I I, I follow this white hallway. Uh. I'll send you pictures of this, Eric. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, we should, all, we should have some links to some pictures when we yeah. upload this. That'd be and great. I get back, and I get back to this, like, hub, and on the wall there's these signs, and one says, Log number one, subject 0516 rolled over three times while asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then I see log number two, subjects zero. 934 and 0935 pet the cat 46 times in 10 minutes. <laughs> okay, so there's multiple subjects. I assume I'm one of these subjects. <laughs> and then I keep following there's a there's another branching off pathway. So I keep going down this white this white fucking tunnel uh and it peels off there's a side thing that says subjects 0934 and 0935. So I go into that and there's another series of levers. I open them up, and they open up into the floor of Alex and Sam's house. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, all right. And uh, and so I followed it back, and I discovered where it led. And that's all I'm going to say right okay. now about that. <laughs> but I did, I did leave, I did leave some signs, uh, um, like where the peepholes would open. Mm-hmm. Uh, I left some signs that said. Uh, I know, and uh, uh, this is my uh, like observation facility. Like <laughs> you know, to to leave a message for whomever. Yeah. Uh, and then I went back a couple of days later, and there's two new logs added. One that said subject zero five one six displays self awareness, <laughs> and then log four subject zero five one six may require termination. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I left another sign uh, to try and deal with this person. So nice. we shall see what happens. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, and then today uh, we went in and uh, Will's house was just completely encased in, in cobblestone. Uh, <laughs> <What>? so, <laughs> I'm, it's been like three weeks since I've been on the server. I need to get back on, yeah. it sounds like. Yes, you and do. just go back to my, my uh, humble farm. <laughs> Away from all this madness. <laughs> this is all like 
Yeah. Anyways, so it's interesting. Uh, I'm interested to see how this plays out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah. So that proves that this kind of metafiction is definitely our jam. And so that. Oh, totally. That kind of so that's a. I had a thought that I was thinking about this. And I've never really thought of it this way before. Even though we kind of do comparable, you know, fiction for the sake of it kind of thing. It almost it doesn't have like a full on anti, but there are some elements of this podcast where it does talk about. It, but it's it's kind of capitalism neutral, if not anti capitalism at points. From from like the. David playing the character of David the Noi expert at the very least. And I think uh-huh. but I think also David the creator of Todd Noy and you know uh Drago on Mountains We Stand, because like all of this is produced for the sake of its own production and it and like they never there's never a mention of or there's never a sincere mention of seeking monetary gain from the fact that this this guy's like clearly a talented writer, you know, and he's not. Oh, oh, you mean from David Noy's perspective, there's not monetary gain. From David, from David's perspective, yes, uh, I forget his last name. Yeah. That there, there's two yeah. different Davids. There's David, the actual person, and then there's David, the fictional character who is the. Et- Todd Noy expert. Right. Yes. Yes. Todd he Todd Noy or David the character is like specifically anti-capitalist because there's the feud with Robert Swift. And there yeah. and like the the story is that Robert Swift bought a bar that's mentioned in one of the Todd Noy books, and then he kind of uses it as like, hey, if you're a Todd Noy fan, you should be spending money at this bar. But also, we find out that that's all fictional, anyways. So even like mm-hmm. the idea that there is a character who is like for using this fiction for monetary gains, like not really. They're like because the fiction in of itself is fiction. But I think it's interesting that David, the real person, still is like he's very clearly a talented, creative individual who has, beginning to end, not seen. Or, or not seem to like look for doing this professionally in any uh-huh. way, uh, or try to seek monetary money from the sake that they've already produced creative work. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think you probably like in the old way where you used to be able to uh, message the Facebook page to try and get a copy. I believe you probably paid the shipping of it and probably mm-hmm. paid the production cost of it. Right. Um, I thought it was interesting because, like, I find stuff like this very comparable to our, like, 2D artist friends who I always find them, uh, and that's, uh, like, Brenna and Sam, I find them hugely inspiring because you can't make them not do art, you know? Like, it's just, like, they're gonna do it all the time, always, and it's, you can't stop them, and I find it super fascinating that I feel like it's very easy to see that from 2D artists and not from any like other creative areas or areas of creativity. You don't see that as much. Um, I think ex- with the exception being I'm, I'm kind of learning is like this fan fiction community because that's a thing I'm just not 
involved in in any way. I'm I'm very ignorant to fan fiction. That's interesting. I I didn't see it quite the same way because I so okay so I, I I'd say in general yeah I would agree and it's interesting because it also kind of relates to you know Alexi talks about how he grew up mm-hmm. confused by the movie Rocky Four because the movie Rocky Four is obviously about you know this you know American ideal classical traditional american ideals over uh you know soviet union ideals but like his family was communist and he Mm -hmm. didn't see that as a bad thing he saw it as Mm -hmm. a group of people helping each other out you know like so like he didn't understand like why that was cast in a bad light whatever um but um i guess i saw I, I, I get what you're getting at, but I, I feel yeah, like the way like it's that not, I... It's not a, I, I don't think it's an intentional through line, but right. like, I didn't even make the, that connection to the beginning. I was thinking purely from the like David perspective, but yeah, that is interesting. It almost is a through line because they're... It, or it's like bookended by these... Right. And that's why I said it, it's like capitalism I was, neutral. I, yeah, I, I think, would say I always saw it more as um, like a more of a discussion i i I would classify it more as a discussion on um like professional versus amateur like Mm -hmm. and and it's basically it is definitely pro amateur like Mm -hmm. it's saying like even if you're not some you know professional writer who does this as a business like it's what you have to say or what you want to write or whatever even in an amateur fashion even without getting paid is still valid and interesting and can, you know, like worthy of, 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 you know, our actual artistic criticism and investment and, you know, stuff like that. So I think the, like that, and I guess that professional versus amateur discussion, you know, it leaks into talking about capitalism and the values of capitalism a little bit, but like, you know, I think I, I was doing it as like that where it's like a little bit just to the side of, you know, you know, like, yeah, I think it, I don't think they're the I don't think a lot of this is like super intentional. I think it's the if anything, it's the philosophies of the people involved showing through a little bit, and then also uh uh an almost thematic through line being created by the fat by what philosophical viewpoints some of these people share. Because I do mm. think it's super interesting now that I think about it, because like, yeah, Alexi's grandparents are communists. And even if we talk about how the mythology of Noi is cre- like how it grew, it was right. a cre- it was a communal creation. You right. know, they right. joke about it, but like at the end, they're like, you know, we we went on this mission to find out who Todd Noi was, and now Alexi, we find out it's you. You're Todd Noi now. Right. We're all Todd Noi. Right. 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 You know, right. which is very interesting. How that and they now that I'm th- like. We talk. We started talking about just how like this podcast is super fun, and now it's kind of very interesting how it's like it starts being like having this communism aspect to it, but it's not about that. But then the right. end is like it is also about like I think it it, it is interesting because like I do, I do think yeah, it's worth, it's worth pointing out like that also like when we're talking about. I don't know if it's big C or not communism, but I, you know, like it is differentiated from, and Lexi kind of talks about this a little bit about like, you know, to him, communism was a very different thing than it was in the portrayal of the Rocky movie, but also 
like if you want to take it further and whatever, also very different from what it meant realistically in the Soviet Union. You know, <laughs> it's very different, you know, the actual implementation of communism, you know, it didn't work out the way that ideal communism works out. Like, ideal communism right. is, is you know, this, you know, very, very different setup than how the Soviet Union was set up, and it's right. much there, less... There's the, there's the philosophy, there's right. the political party, right. there's the government as controlled by that political party, and, like, those three things are completely different, right. Right. both in historical context and then, like, as time moves on, right. those words mean different things, so, and like... That's where I think, that's where I think, like, the, the, the kind of, like, on a, you know... Communism, just in general, I personally think works better on that on that smaller scale and with a community of vested interest people. Like, and that's where you know the creation the fan, of Todd Noy lives. Right, that's where the creation of Todd Noy is. That's where just in general fan fiction and amateur communities. You know, like it's kind of like you know in video games, like modding culture. You know, like people mm -hmm. love making mods and stuff and share mods and you know a bunch of people make stuff on mario maker and share stuff on mario maker but they're not getting paid for any of it because it's you know it's an amateur interest or whatever so it's kind of like the way that those communities fit into uh a capitalist society is is that <laughs> we codify them as amateur and professional but you know yeah i mean um, we even start very early in this conversation we're talking about like public funded art because right. this is a ABC produced podcast, so it is interesting. Because I I feel like that we're kind of stepping more into the argument of like art is always political, even when you don't mean for it to be. Because like mm. I think what you're saying is very much like yes, it is about that. And then what I'm saying is like it is also the the argument could be made that it is also about these other things intentionally or unintentionally. Mm -hmm. And while it is not objectively true that they are about these things, because it is, you know, it's more in the six degrees of separation from the intentionality. It's just farther away. So it's harder to make it a true fact that it's about those things. It definitely does touch on a lot of this stuff. And right, it has right. the, the people involved in this, I think would have answers to questions. Uh, it, you know, if you ask them a more directed question about how they feel about certain topics, I think they would have answers. And by that nature, though, like it informs the art that they're creating. Right. Right. Um, well, I, I think one of the most interesting discussions this is kind of side along with that is, um, you know, when they talk to their Russian comedian friend, Mm -hmm. who lived through, like, he lived as a child in the period of, you know, uh, Soviet Union control, and then after, post the fall of the Soviet Union and the rise of, you know, capitalism and all, just in general, Western influence being allowed, you know, in in Russia, um, you know, and talked about, like, their, like, you know, his his experience watching Rocky Four and and liking Rocky Four and uh, and kind of like it's interesting to hear you know because they do talk about like it as pro you know it as propaganda and <laughs> it as and the different side of it where like yeah in Russia you know they're watching other movies that are similar propaganda tools where you know it's basically the same exact setup but like. You know, America's the bad guy. America's the bad guy. And, you know, so like it, it you know, 
uh, they did touch on some interesting, mm-hmm. you know, parallels and stuff in the in how people approach those stories, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, that was like really fascinating to to hear about. Uh, yeah, well. I'm like. It's funny because we were talking about just being like, I like the bit where this funny thing happened, and now I'm like so enamored with like the the like rhymingness of it to use fucking Star Wars prequel development terminology that just like there are themes at the beginning that repeat in the end. I'm like, holy shit, that's fucking that's insane for a fucking podcast about a piece of fan fiction about Ivan Drago. That's written by a guy in England pretending to be a guy from Australia. <laughs> you okay, know? Rick, Rick McCallum. Oh yeah, that's the guy. No, yeah. I thought that I thought that's the guy who's like every image. It's so dense. Every like, there's just so many uh, things happening. I thought it was actually the, George that says it's it rhymes. It's like poetry. Oh, maybe, maybe I may be missing my. How dare you not know your behind the scenes <laughs> Star Wars prequel? development in stuff. Yeah. How dare you? Um, uh, fuck, man. Now I, This podcast is so good. I This is what I want to talk about, because it's like, it's the quintessential example of what I imagined for our podcast, where it's like, one, it's great. Two, you haven't, like, consumed it before. Mm-hmm. Three, it has layers you know, and like it get there's a thing for us to sink our teeth into when talking about it. Yeah. But also, but four also, it's weird as fuck. Like yeah. those are those are my favorite. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, we already recommended it before, so I would like to think no one listened to this far without having listened to it. But yeah, I guess I'll say listen to it again because that's what I did, and I thoroughly enjoyed listening yeah, to it again. Yeah. So, it was a uh, lot of fun. any closing remarks, it's Grant? Good. I feel like we're kind of wrapping it up. Yeah, I think we are. Um, um I don't know that I have anything. I just you know what? I really. I need to look at what these two dudes are doing now because this is like a year old oh, at this point. point. I'm. Yeah. Uh, that's my homework. I, I'm not gonna like live. I'm not gonna do some live googling, and we'll edit in some typey typey sound effects. Uh-huh. Uh, we're not we're not as good as as Finding Drago, unfortunately. But <laughs> yes, that will be my homework. I'll see what else these these two dudes are up to now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would love to see. I mean, one of those things where it's like I don't want them to do another version of this because it's kind mm-hmm. of a its own thing, you know? Um, but uh, I really enjoyed it for what it is, and would love if anybody knows of anything else that's like this, this is very much yes. up our alley. oh my god. Um, American so. Vandal, Finding Drago, like, that's the tone we're looking for. Yeah, yeah. And that, there is know, actually a podcast that's kind of similar, but it requires a lot of, like, I don't think it would work. Like, I don't think you would enjoy it the same way because, unlike, like, Finding Drago needs you to kind of, sort of, vaguely remember seeing Rocky Four once <laughs> upon a time. There is so little required external information for this podcast. I think that's another huge strength of it. Strength of it. Uh, but there's another podcast 
um, called Done Disappeared, which is uh, it's a true crime podcast spoof. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it works. I it's to part of that. Okay, yeah, it, it's that one's a harder sell because you need to be someone who listens to My Favorite right. Murder or less podcast on the left. Season of that actually, yeah. yeah. Really, yeah. if you if you're not picking up on those jokes, the best part is just their fake uh, podcast ads are are fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, yeah, if yes, you I like Finding Drago, maybe try Done Disappeared. Right, and I have several seasons, right? So it's like. Yeah, I didn't yeah. listen to the set, the full second season. Um, yeah. yeah. Looks like it has a third season, though. Ooh. Um, but yeah. Um, cool. Well, I think that does that. Um, Ooh, also Savage we... Land, I think, is kind of like this, except not funny oh, yeah. at all and scary yeah. and sad. But <laughs> Savage yeah. Land, if you liked this and want something scary and sad, check out the movie Savage Land. <laughs> okay, cool. Now I'm ready to cool. shut up. Well, yep. Well, I think then we're good. Uh, let's go ahead and thank Brenna uh, yeah. for our artwork, which we paid her for because you should pay your the yes. artist friends and doing stuff. Um, uh, thank New Day for editing, who we don't pay because yeah, I don't know. Why. Also, Grant's falling into <laughs> old habits. We're gonna thank perfectly regular Dave. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Um. Yeah. Uh, you can comment on SoundCloud if you want to like mention anything, or if you find anything that's similar to this, or any other feedback or comments, or if you just hate the sound of our voices, let us know on on SoundCloud. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Bye. See you, everybody.